the number 10 and lists go together like a wiener dog and a sweater. Pure awesomeness. Now, I have been making top 10 lists for years and although my 16-year-old self would love to share those with you, I promise I'll keep it in this decade. From time to time, you're gonna hear a list of my top 10. You know what? You fill in the blank. I wanna know yours too. Jump over to iTunes and in the review, skip all the mushy stuff about how awesome this show is and just share with me your latest and greatest top 10. Today, this show is brought to you by, you guessed it, the number 10. After my episode with my daughter, Preslyn Pettis, on her birthday on February 25th, I have gotten a few questions from you guys about her ADHD diagnosis. Now, we skimmed over this pretty quickly because honestly, it's something that I don't personally focus on with her um, on a regular on a regular basis. And one of those reasons is that I really just don't want her to feel like she has a label put on her. I feel like when she was in the school district, this was something that was often slapped on her and it it became a little bit, or it could have even become more of a little bit of a crutch or an excuse for her or for teachers. And I have always wanted to help her see it as a as a benefit, which may sound a little bit crazy for anyone that's dealing with a kid with ADHD, um, but something for them to be able to really look at as um, something that will help them excel in their own way and not be something that holds them back. And so this is how I felt with my daughter since the moment I realized that there was something really different about her. And very unique, super unique. And people have pointed it out a lot. And now I believe that a lot of it points right back to this ADHD. So we have done quite a few things to help her. And this to big disclaimer has not taken away her ADHD. She will have this. Now it has helped her be able to function at her best self with these different steps that we've taken. Now, another little disclaimer is that when she was in the fourth grade, she's now in the eighth grade, we did decide to have her go on medication. We were getting pressure from her teachers um, that she was such an incredible distraction. I actually heard from one of her teachers that she was the worst student that they'd ever had in their classroom. Now let's talk about a, um, and worse as in uh, the most unfocused. So um, not like they didn't love her or like her, they totally did, but that she was the worst as far as being unfocused in their classroom. And I mean, talk about tears streaming down my face as the teacher told me this. Now, the next year when we did decide to do some medication is when the teacher shared with me that she felt it was really hurting Preslin's friendships. And that is when I just knew we had to do something different. Now, it was a very short time that she was on medication. And the reason being is that she was not sleeping and she wasn't eating. And for those of you that know Preslin, uh, you'll know that she uh, is 
is really thin and the idea of her not eating, um, and not getting the nutrients that she needed, uh, was just not working. And, um, we just saw a different kid and it was something we weren't comfortable with. Now, this is absolutely no judgment. I totally understand if you had made the decision or have made the decision to have your kid, um, be medicated. I told, I get it. I get it. Obviously we were there at one point, but there is another option. And I just want you to hear me out on these things. So the very first thing that we found was very helpful was consistency. The more consistent we could be with our parenting, the better it was. I believe that this goes and can be said for any kid across the board, but specifically with someone with ADHD, uh, they need someone that is their constant and someone that they can rely on um, to help them and support them. I know that uh, my that she got through elementary because of one particular woman, Miss um, Orlean, and she brings it brings like I get emotional thinking about how much um, people cared for her in this school, and specifically Brianna. So, oh, um, but having that consistent person in her life made a big difference. Someone that loved her for who she was, and really, really encouraged her in so many ways. And, um, we still see her to this day and she just loves on Preslin and we love on her. So consistent people and consistent, um, things that they can do. I'm happy that she didn't get the diagnosis while she was in school because she did get the support that she needed. And in elementary, she really, really enjoyed that. And going into middle school, it was still something that she needed. And she was in middle school for one year before we decided to homeschool. Number two is sleep. Uh, sleep is so important. And as, as my kids get older, you know, they want to go to bed later and later. And I'm so thankful that we can have uh, a later time that they can wake up in the morning because of this. Sports are later, specifically hockey and getting to bed late. If she was, uh, if my kids were in school, they would have a very limited amount of time to sleep. Sleep is so important for everybody. This goes without being said, I feel like, but then yet I hear people getting so little sleep and thinking that they can still perform uh, at their best level. And really, honestly, you have no idea. Kids need sleep, especially teenagers. Uh, my daughter's 14 now, and she needs more sleep now than she did when she was a baby. Seriously. Um, so keeping a consistent bedtime as best you can. And if you have the option for them to be able to sleep in, this is great. Number three is water. We have, we are like, just love, love having, uh, counselors in our life, having therapists for us to lean on. And there was a time in our uh, family life that was really, really tough. It was a time that I, we, my husband and I were actually really close to divorce. And we knew that it impacted our kids on a, on a pretty big level and, uh, our oldest specifically Preslin. Um, I know that this impacted her because she understood. And I remember we were sitting at a counselor, uh, specifically for her and helping her with school, helping her with friendships and then helping her through everything that we were going through. And this particular counselor said to us, um, that in her research in studies that she has found that over 50% of us kids are dehydrated 
and that she would pinpoint ADHD and other learning disabilities back to dehydration. Let's pause for a second there. That was shocking to me. I don't know about you guys, but the fact that we have access to clean water everywhere in the United States, it's shocking to hear that kids would be dehydrated. So grab that hydro flask, grab that uh, glass of water and get your kids drinking and tracking water every single day. You will see a difference in them when they are hydrated or when they are not. All of our kids, we see a drastic difference in their brain function when they are dehydrated. Get them water. Here's the other part of that stat. Then nearly 25% of kids actually aren't drinking water daily. Like 50% are dehydrated and 25% aren't even drinking it daily. They're consuming so many other products um, or simply just not drinking water or drinking. It's crazy to me. Water will change your brain. You need it for it to function properly. Take a sip of water right now with me as I take one. Okay. I know you're already thinking that. <laughs> Number four, I know this one won't become, won't be a surprise to you, uh, but one thing we have leaned on heavily is essential oils. Now they haven't taken away her ADHD. They won't, but they will help her and support her in everything that she goes through with her emotions, her sleep, an incredible, uh, incredible amount of things. So one of the things we found is that lavender essential oil actually does the opposite effect with her. And I've heard this across the board for anyone that is on a spectrum. So ADHD or autism, um, you know, and beyond that lavender or anything with lavender in it actually can cause the opposite effect. Now, some of you are saying, aha, like I totally get it now. Why I feel actually excited when I have uh, a lavender and it kind of revs you up. This is what it does for my daughter. And so we found that uh, frankincense essential oil has worked the best to calm her and to help her sleep. And she puts that on right before she goes to bed. We also have an entire line of emotional essential oils. And why I love these oils is that they tell you exactly when to use them. For example, the oil's names are forgive and peace and cheer and motivate and passion. They tell you exactly if you need these things, go grab up these oils, right? I love it. Oh, and the last one, console. It's actually one of the ones that we go to most frequently or the kids do. A roller that I have created, so like mixing up your own blend. Now you may be thinking that sounds like a lot of work. It isn't. You buy a little roller, you buy some fractionated coconut oil and essential oils to drop in it. So here is the recipe and I will also put it in the show notes. They're going to be equal parts of all these oils. I do about three drops. The oils are neroli, geranium, bergamot, Roman chamomile, vetiver, wild orange, and frankincense. Put that in a roller and have him or her use it for yourself every single time you are feeling unfocused. She likes to put it on the back of her spine, right at the base of her um, brain, brainstem, or on her wrists. 
this one is sitting with our schoolwork at all times. We also dive real deep into making sure that she is taking supplements. When she's taking those, it is so much better for her brain and specifically a quality fish oil. We have a great liquid form of fish oil uh, for kids, and we actually take it too as us adults. A probiotic is really great. Again, doTERRA has two really great ones, a kid one and an adult one, and then a digestive enzyme um, and a multivitamin. So those are the ones that she takes on a regular basis. And she is so intuitive. So she'll jump into our natural health cupboard all the time and grab up things that she enjoys. She is definitely a supplement junkie and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> okay. Number five, her diet. This one is the hardest one for us to control because she's 14 and she goes to friends' houses and she babysits and she's at the hockey rink. And, uh, I feel like every place we turn, someone's handing a donut or a cookie or a slice of pizza. And so what we do in our home where we can, um, control what she's having, we make sure that we have the best diet possible. And that means that we do not have any dyes in our house. So if anything has a coloring, like a caramel coloring or a red 40 or anything like that, most candy, a lot of syrups, um, a lot of kid treats, cereals all have dyes in them. And this will be one thing that can really wreak havoc on brain function for you and for your kids. It actually makes me sad how often I see kids eating this stuff and they are really dealing with a lot of um, a lot of brain function issues, falling down randomly, uh, forgetting things, um, not having, having trouble learning. And so being behind in school, there are a lot of things that are related to diet. Most things actually, uh, so diet, no dyes, gluten-free. So eliminating gluten. And that may be a, a difficult one to consider. Uh, I totally get it. That wasn't something that was real easy for us in the beginning either. And we do have some substitutions. So we will substitute a noodle. Uh, we'll substitute bread. Uh, but we did start eliminating more and more of that in our house. And it's not even a daily item. Uh, you know, a, um, a grain like that is not always consumed in our house. And then we have limited uh, processed food. So we don't do any um, um, our out to eat is, you know, no fast food, um, in our house, we try to do really limited processed food. I get it. Snacks and things can be tough. Um, but we really try to have, um, whole meals that we are preparing diet. I totally get number five might be the toughest one. And the sooner you make the change, the better for them and for you and for their future. Number six is activity. Whenever I see our daughter really struggling, I know that she hasn't had any movement. A lot of times she'll go from her bed and throw in her robe and go lay on the couch and then getting her back up and motivated to do something uh, can be really, really tough. And so getting her to be active is one of my goals on a daily basis, like just go outside for a little while, or, um, we have a fantastic vibration played out in our gym. And so go stand on the vibe plate is one thing we often say, or just get up and move around, walk the dog, whatever it may be, but activity is so good for brain function. Number seven, 
is all electronics. Uh, the same uh, therapist that shared with us about the water uh, dehydration of kids in the U.S. also shared with us that any kid that has ADHD, the minute they go over that 20-minute mark on their electronics, you will see their brain function change and their personality and their attitude really drastically shift. And we see it. We see it with um, actually all of our kids as they spend time on electronics. They they get mean. And uh, you may have experienced that too. I'm the same way. <laughs> when I'm on my phone too much and then all of a sudden someone's asking me questions, I'm like multitasking and I can just be downright rude. And so we really try um, either to limit the, the use of us or uh, the use of electronics, or we have to have patience for the kid that's going to show up and the kid's going to be a little bit different. Right. And so we just have to acknowledge that, that, that is going to be um, maybe tougher on us in the end. Number eight is we let her multitask. This one is really hard for me because of all the statistics out there about how multitasking just isn't the best way to learn, the best way to do stuff. But for her, in a lot of ways, it is. She honestly can multitask like nobody's business. That girlfriend can, I mean, I can't even tell you, she could literally be on three different electronics at one time. Um, she could be coloring and watching something and listening to me read. She can be listening to music and listen to me read and be coloring and be writing stuff down as she hears it. And although this is a crazy distraction for all of my other, my other two kids, um, it really, really works for her. And I will challenge her. I'll be like, what did I just say? And she can repeat it right back. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. I want to catch her off guard so bad, but she totally gets it and she retains it. And so letting her multitask um, has been a really good shift for us. Uh, and really teaching the other kids that it doesn't work for them. Like my youngest cannot multi multitask. She has to be so zeroed in as much as she wants to multitask. She can't, she needs to focus on me um, when I'm reading or when, when I'm teaching her something and she can't do other things. And that is just a simple conversation with her and a reminder to her on a regular basis with that. Number nine is patience. Yep. Big old sigh. If you are a parent with a kid with ADHD, it's patience and it's reminding your spouse to have patience. It's letting them remind you to have patience because their brain just simply functions different. And there's some things that we just can't change. We need to just honor where they're at and love them for who they are and really encourage them to step in even more to who they are. I'm currently reading a book called ADHD 2.0. It is a fantastic book for you to really dive in uh, to the brain of someone with ADHD. And if that's you learning more about yourself and patience goes a long way. We also love to laugh with her because she's so ridiculous about so many things. And if we can toss some humor around it, it makes our days so much easier. Number 10 is probably the most difficult one for me to write down because I understand that this is not for everyone. And I understand that it's not even an option for a lot of people. And that is homeschooling. I know that my kid is in a better place because she's homeschooled. And as tough as it is, and as my tears, ugh, 
happy and sad and really tough. They can uh, come at any time. (laughs) Um, I know that homeschooling is the best decision for her. I know that it gives her so many more options to be who she is and to dream and to step into her own uh, skin. And I get told all the time uh, from people, actually teachers even, that will say, I didn't believe in homeschool until I saw what it did for Preslin. And that's it. That's a wrap. (laughs) One through 10 on ADHD. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope that you um, can find ways to help support your kids or help support yourself if you are currently on the journey with someone with ADHD.